Welcome back to our Faith Bridge Women's Podcast. I'm Kasha Glass, and I serve in our grow groups in discipleship ministry, but I'm also one of the many women who benefit from Faith Bridge's women's ministry. So today I'm excited to bring you episode two of our six podcast series, Stronger Together. And I'm so glad you're tuning in today, wherever you are, whether it's in your car, it's in your kitchen, it's you're actually listening at work when you're supposed to be doing work. We won't tell. Um, Ashley Irvin kicked us off last week. Uh, she oversees our Faith Bridge Women's Ministry, and she and I got to recap our favorite takeaways from the spring 2021 Renew Women's event, including Ashley's fantastic message on Hebrews 10, 24 through 25, and what it means to spur one another onward. Then we talked about our favorite moments from the panelists as they shared their real people, real life stories, and y'all, it got real of Christ-centered community, and they discussed um, their own journeys. Then Ashley and I discussed our own journeys. So if you haven't listened to episode one, go check it out. Today, though, we're going to be talking about a different aspect of community, and that is why connecting to and fellowshipping with a local church really does matter, and it really does. I have two lovely guests with me today. I've got Molly Prim, who serves on the Faith Bridge Lay Elder Board, and is a bright spot for so many with her very practical down-home take on things. And then I've got Lizzie Bailey, who you may see up at the front on Sunday. She serves as Faith Bridges worship pastor. So I'm so excited to have you both today here with me. Thank you for coming. Um, Molly, why don't we start with you? Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, um, just who you are, your connection to Faith Bridge? Go for it. For sure. Yeah. So I um, am Molly Prim, and I've got a husband and two sons who need to quit slowing down. They need to, <laughs> they're going too fast. I look at these young moms with kids in tow thinking, oh, I'm still in that age group. And no, <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> one has graduated from college last year, uh, and one is about to graduate from high school here in the next month or so. And, um, We've been coming to Faith Bridge for about twelve, a little over twelve years, and um, the kids were both super involved in student ministry and the road, and that really helped shape who they are and their character, and um, spoke into them um, in ways that John and I couldn't. So that's how we got here and what we did once we've been here. Yeah, it's funny. I, you know, you're one of those people that I met because our paths crossed at church. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are those great relationships that get started. And one of the things I love about you is hearing your stories of now raising young adult <laughs> boys um, who are now men. Um, your kids are just slightly past mine. And so I'm like hanging on to your every word <laughs> oh, of uh, uh, very practical kind of, yep, yeah, tried it done it kind of wisdom. It's been humbling, but precious in the process. Yeah. (laughs) And now Lizzie, tell us about you. Maybe something that we may not know. Oh gosh. I don't know. Um, I grew up on a little sort of pretend farm in Georgia. (laughs) Didn't know that. (laughs) And I used to know how to hypnotize chickens, but it's pretty weird. And we were country people. (laughs) And so we don't probably need to talk about that but um anyway I, I think there might be questions <laughs> yeah. on like when one this hypnotizes is, this is what you chicken. do this is what you do when you're really bored in the country <laughs> and you're homeschooled so it's educational as well uh no i am the worship pastor here at faith bridge we have been involved in the church off and on for maybe like 12 years also mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and as contract worship leaders my husband also leads worship, and we have five children who are 
kind of maybe some of them overlap with with you guys, but they're 10 to 20 years old. And um, I have been, I was part-time staff for about the last five years and just became full-time as a worship pastor in January. So, and we're loving it. We're loving the vibe that you've got going for us up there. Um, I think I first, so I think I first knew you from your music, actually. I may have, someone told me, oh, you can go download her stuff on, um, you know, Apple iTunes or whatever, and so I started, and I actually have my own Lizzie Bailey's Essentials <laughs> that I put together, um, but I moved from being fangirl to just family friend and yeah. getting to yeah, know each other as we were raising mm-hmm. um, kids, and that's been really fun just to see, you know what, we're all in this together, aren't yeah, we? Totally. So very good. Well, we're going to dive into a few questions okay. um, just about, again, why local church, why connect I go on Sundays mm-hmm. or in other ways participate in the corporate mm-hmm. body of Christ. Um, each of you are not only part of FaithBridge family, but you've actually chosen to, to lead and to lean in at FaithBridge. I mean, why is that? Why are you so invested here? Well, I'll jump in there. I've always <laughs> told my boys and thought of myself um, that you get out of what you put into something. Um to be honest, uh, John and I kind of enjoyed initially kind of zipping in, zipping out anonymously um, years ago, 12, 12 years ago, uh, thinking, wow, we checked the church box. We got in, we got out. We're not, you know, nobody's like calling us and we're not having to show up. And we were thinking that was pretty cool. We thought we were just like, well, this is, we're, we're cruising and, and it's really, you know, we don't have to answer anybody. We're not accountable. We're not burdensome. We have enough of that going on. Um, Monday through Saturday, and we thought, let's just do us the way we want to do us on Sunday. Um, I say that facetiously and selfishly. As I say it, it's gross. But uh, <laughs> again, you get out of what you put into it. And and sure, we checked the church box, and we got the kids in front of people that were loving on them and teaching the truths. But at the end of the day, it didn't really do much to our growth. And um, maybe out of guilt or whatnot, we oh, checked the box and did a couple one-time serves, and we thought, eh, that's pretty cool. But we noticed something we couldn't put our finger on, and it was the depth of connection for those that we were serving and those we were serving with. And so we thought, oh, wow, here we came to kind of help the church out. Well, newsflash and humbling moment is I need the church more than the church needs me. Mm. And um, the church can do the church with or without me, it just it just blesses my life, um, and so you know to see the growth in, in John and I's maturation and giving God all of our days, uh, even our Sundays, and being accountable to serve and to lead and to to learn ourselves, um, just kind of helped us, and it it's just fostered growth in all areas of our whole family. Um, so what we we're still growing up, but yeah, it's taken a process to get us there. And it is, right? In different seasons, yeah. you things look differently, but it's that increasing move from doing church to, oh, wait, I am the church, right? Right. Mm-hmm. right. And how about you, Lizzie? Because you also are on staff and yeah. have that interesting dynamic, but, but what keeps you invested here um, as a family personally? Well, I... I mean, my whole life, I've been very involved in church and actually had a point in about eight to ten years ago where I was like, you know what? I think I'm real tired of this. <laughs> I, I I was doing church. I mean, I was like a professional 
church person, you know, on staff and leading worship, but my soul had really dried up and it was 100% going through motions and there was no life in it. And that was a real, you know, that's a whole other story, but it was, it was a difficult season. And I sort of had to at least mentally say, I don't want to do this anymore. And then it was like, I met with God in that season in a new way. And he had to deconstruct some, you know, false, gross things I believed about him and the church. And, oh, it's just this duty that just felt like a burden, you know. And then, so I stepped away for a few months. And then really God gave me a fresh perspective on, like Molly said, like mm-hmm. you need mm-hmm. people. Yes. You, and, and I'm talking not just, hey, how you doing? But like, you need to be known you need to tell your story truly to other people and you need to hear their story and you need to share your failure and you need to listen to their failure. And you need to, I mean, we, it's really a Western American mindset that it's like Jesus and me, you know, just, I just do my own individual faith. Like, no, we are made to collectively follow Jesus together. In fact, there are things I cannot become without you, Kasha, or without you, Molly, right. and vice versa. Like, we need each other to yeah. to become who we are. And um, God just began showing all that to me. Like Molly said, like, you, you are the church. You need the church. You're not meant to be an island mm-hmm. consumer Christian, you know. Right. Just let me hear a podcast and hear some music, and I'm good. So, yeah, my heart has really um, – I, I, need, I need the church. I mean, I feel like I'm – engrafted in such a way that I I can't exist apart from the fellowship of mm-hmm. other people. So that's interesting. You, you mentioned the phrase consumer Christianity. Can you unpack that a little bit? What does that mean? Well, I mean, we're, we are all consumers. We, we move around in the world thinking about our preferences, our likes, our dislikes, and we sort of fashion our world based around that. Mm-hmm. I like this person, so I'm going to hang out with them. I don't like this person, I'm going to unfollow them on Facebook. I don't like, you know, we're just always like, I like this, I want this, I want this food, I want these clothes. And so we can apply that to Christianity. I like this preacher, I like this music, I don't like the way they do this, so I'm going to go, you know. We just try to find something that we just really like. And it's all, it's so selfish. Yes. Like, it's based on just what we want and what makes us happy. Now, I'm not saying, I mean, it's okay to go somewhere you like and you feel like you connect, but it's way deeper than that. Like, it's mm-hmm. meant to be, how can I know you and serve you and love you and help you become who you are and you help me become who I am? I mean, you know, we're just really good at focusing on things that don't really matter so much. Well, let me ask you, do you think that you can move into that place of, of being known and knowing other people, even in a very large setting like a Sunday morning? I mean, how would that even look like to go from, I'm just going to sit here in this chair, and then <laughs> when that last prayer drops, I'm out of here. How do you change that dynamic? How do you make it not like going to a movie theater mm-hmm. or all binge watching the same show mm-hmm. or somehow in your little seats? Uh Thoughts on that? Well, personally, you have to be intentional. You have to go seek it. It's not going to fall on your lap. And it has to just come from, like Lizzie was saying, you just kind of get dried up and go through the motions. And after a while, you're like, I'm not faking God out. I'm not. 
this is just a game I'm playing. So I think if you're, you know, wanting to grow and then (laughs) impart on your children, um, you've got to have something pouring into you. So I'd say first step, you could be a greeter at the door, Mm. uh, just getting on a serve team. And by then, just like a big college campus or a big high school campus, you can make it feel smaller when you find a small Mm -hmm. group. And um, if it's not serving, then you could get into a grow group and study. And they have, I mean, that's just, that's really bonding and getting to know one another and being vulnerable and sharing and um, burdening life together. Um, And so I think those first two options, but you have to check. You have to check the back of the box on that connect card, and mm-hmm. and you have to put your <laughs> neck out there. And it's scary, but boy, you would never not do it once mm-hmm. you realize the blessings from it. That's great, mm-hmm. yeah. Lizzie. Um, when you're up there leading us, what can we do? How can we better engage in the actual worship time so that? I mean, well, first of all, let's break that down. Mm-hmm. Why do we sing? What's that all about? Why is that a component of our our gathering? Yeah, so there's two arms to that. So there is absolute biblical precedence for the collective gathering like we do on Sunday morning where it's a bunch of people singing together, praying together, hearing the same teaching and that, that's not so much like it, it's difficult to turn to somebody and go, let me tell you my life story and all my failure. And then you do that. I mean, maybe Sunday morning is not the place. And like Molly said, that's where you got to own. Like, this is one thing, the collective worship of God together. Another thing is a small community where you are known. Mm-hmm. And that's small group, Bible study, whatever. Like, find it, figure it out, because mm-hmm. you need that. We're made for that. Um, but yeah, why do we sing? I mean, there. God invented singing. He invented people to sing together. It's uh, music cuts to the soul. It softens the heart. I mean, there's scientific research that shows like your brain operates in a different way when there's music and when you're singing. And um, there's there's so much power and transformation that can happen when you when I stand next to you and we are speaking or singing the same truth about God. We're testifying. We're saying God has been faithful in this. And maybe I came discouraged. And maybe I'm like, everything sucks, you know. Mm-hmm. But I came anyway. And the Bible says rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. Like, you don't have to be chipper to come to church. Like, just come. Right. And so I, I come and I sit by Molly and she's overflowing. Yeah. And she's like, God is so good. God's done this. And then suddenly my heart sort of starts linking up with her heart. And I'm like, oh, he is good. Like, I forgot. Oh yeah. You know, so she's sort of pulling me along and and I'm being changed and my spirit is being changed. And so sometimes you're the one who needs that from somebody else. And sometimes you need to give that to somebody else. Like you need to come and, and pull somebody along and put your arm around them and remind them. I say that a lot in worship, like remind yourself, remind each other, like this is true, whether you feel like it's true or not. And so we're going to sing about it and we're going to, uh, you know, say these corporate prayers or we're going to read back and forth together or whatever. You know, there's all these traditions um, that we do. But that's the point is to remember who God is. I mean, God, when he was getting the Israelites together and establishing them as a people, it was like, okay, this time of year you did this feast. Do you remember this? This time of year you did this. And there's all these like practices and 
repetition because we forget. Like we need, we need to physically get in the same space and experience God together. Like it's just huge. And that's something that, you know, I like, I mean, I like to sing in my car. Mm-hmm. I like to sing in the shower. I'll sing in my not so quiet, quiet time, you know, all those. <laughs> and it is uplifting to yeah. me, but it is different when we are worshiping together um, and we're pulling it out of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to do a lot of closing my eyes and, and just, oh, this is just me and Jesus in the middle of this church. But but there is something beautiful about looking, keeping your eyes mm-hmm. open, watching other people worship yeah. um, and saying, you know, we're, this is collective. We are making yes. a collective, beautiful offering to our God. Yes. Right. Oh, my gosh. I I do it, but then I have to not do it because I'll get choked up. Like, I look out at faces. And, of course, we have a large church. I don't know everybody, but I know some. Yeah. And I look at their faces, and I know their story. Yeah. And I know... Oh, you walk. You're walking through grief. You know, you're walking through loss. You're, you're happy. You know, this great thing happened or whatever. And I know these people, and I and seeing them choose to worship even when things are hard, like it's so encouraging to me. Um, so it is collective, and and man, we're so we just think so individualistically, and we don't even realize we do it. Mm-hmm. And God always, it's always a y'all. You know, mm-hmm. Old Testament, it's a people. I mean, God is in, I mean, he, he relates to us individually as well, but you know, he, he, he calls us a people, all of Paul's letters, they're to the group, you know, like we're, we're, there's a togetherness that's really important in the church. Yeah. Yeah. I think you've, you've touched on that too, Molly, of it just, you can't be passive. No. Right. You, you're missing out if you're passive. But one of the realities of, of this time period is we have people that still are not able to gather or they, for instance, they don't have a good option for worshiping in a local body in person. And so maybe they're tuning in online. So how do they, I mean, what, what can we offer them to, to help them um, make that feel more like the body of Christ? I mean, are there, are there ways that they can, can make things um, feel more like they're part of something and not just, uh, this is another Netflix show called Faith Bridge Church. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, talk in the chat. Talk in <laughs> talk the chat. Talk with other people. Say hi. I mean, that sounds silly, but it is a connection. I mean, you are, even though it's through a text on a screen or, you know, I think we have some Zoom groups still, maybe. I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we have some some groups that are still meeting. Yeah, um, and we have some groups that probably will continue to meet um, in a Zoom format because they the people that have come to those groups are from everywhere. Like yeah. they're not going to be able to drive yeah. <laughs> to meet. Which um, is awesome. That's that's super. Cool. I was talking with a, a woman earlier today that lives you know about an hour away, and so she gathers her family and they have church in the living room with Faithbridge, mm-hmm. and then they. Um, pray for each other and they and she said it's just been so beautiful mm. for them because it is difficult for them to get here yeah um, and we've heard of groups um, even other parts of the world who yes. gather their people and then watch um, yeah watch the sermon but I think again it's that there's that people element that we are yeah. a we we are a people just like you were talking about yeah well two or where two or three are, the Bible says where two or three are gathered 
It doesn't have to be 500. Like just two is enough. I mean, God says I'm in the midst of them. Yeah. If they're and gathered it can in be my name. through technology. It doesn't have to be in the same room physically. True. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. So there's a passage from First Peter that I've been pondering lately when it comes to the collective body of Christ and the local congregations we choose to connect with. And it's First Peter 4, 7 through 10. The end of all things is near. I mean, that's like, okay, that's the scary, like, <laughs> the end is near. But it goes on to say, because we're to live like that. We're, mm. we're to live with knowing that this is not all there is, right? Yes, absolutely. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do it as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, he should do it with the strength God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. So this verse pulls out some things that would be very difficult to do unless you are in mm -hmm. a collective people. Thoughts on that? Some of the things that stood out for you? Well, sure. The end is near, and that's daunting. Um, I, I think right off the bat, I think of Proverbs 27, that iron sharp, sharpens iron. Mm -hmm. um, and just being together with one another, there's just that solidarity that we've mm -hmm. talked about and just just uniting um, there's a lot of differences in our world, but we are all united on the truths that we're standing and professing and singing mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the scripture that we're singing to, to the Lord as we worship. Um, and then again in First Peter, it also further down in 5, it talks about the enemy prowls like a lion. And uh, I think it was Ben several years ago had a um, sermon, and it was talking about community. And he referenced... Um, the way that water buffalo and elephants, when they feel threatened as if, if they heard uh, the roar of a lion, and I actually looked up nerdily uh, <laughs> uh, after that, uh, YouTube videos on such thing, almost natural, National Geographic style. And um, it is really cool. They're out there, like, on the Serengeti or whatnot, and, and you'll hear the roar of a lion and then just innately this this kind of somewhat spread out herd of uh, elephants just just close in mm -hmm. and and get this strength and then um, there is no one that's outside of the the herd and and they just have this strength about them mm -hmm. and um, I think in doing that um, then the lion doesn't even bother with that um, kind of united front and then they're strengthened by one another just being there and likewise uh when we share and and learn and and burden each other's bur carry each other's burdens with each other um we're doing the same thing we're mm -hmm. strengthening one another we're we're nobody's out uh, on the outskirts gonna get picked off and um we've been in this covid induced isolation mm -hmm. setting and I just think it's time to huddle and herd up and, mm -hmm. and just just scare off any kind of attacks that are emotionally or spiritually or physically just lurking for us. And I think getting together as brothers and sisters, there's just a strength in it. Mm. And so uh, if the end is so near, good. that's that's the way to kind of combat some of that battle. 
Yeah, hear yeah. that roar. Yeah, um, and then draw in. Right. That's so good. That is so yeah. good. I kind of get chills. Well, yeah. nature documentaries are my favorite. Yeah, I love them so much. I just watched one the other <laughs> night with, and this one, I think it was a water buffalo. Yeah had kind of gotten away from the group and these predators were like encircling it and yeah. they had this dramatic music and you're yeah. like, what's going to happen? And then the whole herd came up, just like you said. Yep. And and just were, were like, no. And yeah. and the predators went away. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's such an amazing word picture. Yeah. There's all these admonitions to, you know, Paul says if we're to snatch each other out of the fire. You know, like yep. we fall in the fire sometimes and we're, we are meant to look at one another and say, no, like come back, encourage one another. It says sing to each other psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. Like, isn't that funny? We don't think about like, hey, me sing you a song, Molly. But that's what we're <laughs> doing do. when we worship collectively. <laughs> like we're singing. Yeah. We're encouraging each other. Like we're all worship leaders. Like help, help each other exactly. uh, in that moment. And that's one of the things I've loved about worship um, over the last several months is it seems like there's more and more people up on stage and mm. it is not a performance. It is, yeah. we are all, sing, we're singing to you. We're almost yes. becoming that antiphonal choir, right? Yes. Um, you get a few more people up there and we can get oh, we can really good. Just, going back and just forth. wait, just <laughs> so, wait till we don't have to keep our social yes, distance anymore. That'd be so good. Um, and then I was thinking as you were talking, you know, we have we always have prayer partners um, mm-hmm. at the end of every service, and it, I don't think they're there because they like wearing those little polo shirts. I think, <laughs> for sure, um, you know what they're doing yes. is saying you have a safe place. Mm-hmm. If you are feeling like you're being picked off from the herd, yeah. you go down there and get some prayer. Yes, um, and you know sometimes I think we think, well, that's for other people. My problems. They're not mm-hmm. worth God's time. Mm-hmm. But you have you are in a holy place that has been. Um, encircled by the praises of God's people, mm-hmm. and now you can you can be free to come get some prayer um, yeah, totally. from your body, the body of Christ. Um, another one that jumped out at me is that word hospitality, and I cannot wait. We are so close to being able to do coffee <laughs> and donuts at church again. Yes. Um, we've been doing it, but you have to kind of take your donut holes and run. Yes, um, right. But uh, you know, in the season. I would love, as we're all coming back, to see people let it not just be about drinking the coffee and mm-hmm. eating the donuts, but find somebody you don't know mm-hmm. and introduce yourself. Yes. You know? mm-hmm. Yes, that could be so powerful, just saying hi, smiling at somebody. I mean, they could be coming to church on their last leg, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. That's I mean, that, that could be – that's a powerful ministry Um and again, some folks can't sing yeah. like Lizzie or play an instrument. Um, they're maybe not as outgoing as Molly and able to do that. But what would you say to them are about their gifts and about how to use them? Well, I just think that God's wired us uniquely. And and how boring if if all of Faith Bridge was all of me or all of Lizzie mm-hmm. or all yeah. of Kasia. I mean, I think that we need, if we're going to be a relevant church and an impactful church, we need to be a church of the people, like like the makeup of our unique gifts and our our quirks, for the better word, mm-hmm, for me. Yeah. And, and it, it just makes us tick. And then people relate and they go, oh, okay, this isn't just some pious little place to go on Sunday to hear a good word. This is real people, real life, <laughs> not to run it into the ground, but 
Um, I just think that God's wired you. I mean, there's never, there's a lot of times that I think, well, what in the world can I offer in this setting? But I just know that if he calls you to do something, even in a thing, I've never done a podcast before, even in a thing like this, he'll equip you. I mean, and it's not at the end of the day, it's not for me. It's, it's kingdom work. And it's just go do it. I mean, I've got mm. an audience of one at the end of the mm. day. And so stick your neck out and, and serve, try a couple areas of serving. Um, and one might not fit. You'll go, yeah, that's totally not me. But go, go hold babies, go, you know, go to uh, hospitality. I, I just think there's so many areas with so many people's gifts that you'll find a fit one place or another. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And it's okay to try some things. You're yeah. not letting anybody down if you say, Absolutely. you know what, that's not my thing. <laughs> and now I feel like I have to do it every day, every week until I die. Yeah, That's right. not what we want. Well, we want people using the gifts that they have, yeah, right? Totally. So that they have joy. Sure. And speaking of joy, we're going to have a question about that in just a moment as we're kind of wrapping up our time here. Um, but let me just say to those listening, I hope this has been encouraging for you to hear Molly and Lizzie um, and maybe it's kind of spurring you into a next step of not just um, going to church or listening to church or kind of doing church, but what would it mean to be the church? And so maybe the next step for you looks like just joining us on a Sunday morning worship. We are open. We have live worship together on campus at 9 and 11, and we've got great kids ministry and our junior high ministry available during the service hours and then our fabulous high school ministry in the evening on Sundays. Another next step might be literally going to the Next Steps page on the FaithBridge website. There you're going to find opportunities to learn more about the heart behind FaithBridge, including our starting point class. This is a relaxed, safe, small group type class for anyone with questions about faith, Mm -hmm. as well as those who maybe just want to really learn about Jesus and Christianity uh, with other people that also are seeking those answers too. So you can find that link for the Next Step page in the show notes or go to faithbridge.org slash next hyphen steps. Okay, so now before we go, we love to ask each guest on our show a question. So Molly and Lizzie, what is something that has brought you joy this week? Well, I'll jump in there. Uh, I have, and it kind of ties in, not in a nerdy way, but it ties into a community. Uh, I have been able to watch, and I truly have front row seats at this. I'm not really doing much. Um there is a group of people, some go to FaithBridge, some don't. Um, they're all believers and some walk of it or not, some baby Christians, some years and years. They have been ministering to this family who is going through a cancer battle. And it is so beautiful. It just brings me joy for many reasons. A, it's so countercultural. It's turning heads on that street. They're, the street is like, what in the what is going wow. on? And why are they doing it? And they start to talking and then they kind of kind of get into the whys behind it and the heart behind why they're just serving and just laying down their life for this gentleman. But I also know that the joy is that God won't waste it. He won't waste mm-hmm. the suffering mm-hmm. and um, he'll use this. And I've already seen his fingerprints all over it. Um, and um, Romans eight twenty eight says that he will use all things for good for those who love him. So uh, I think the joy in even a heartfelt, heartbreaking situation, just to see a community that is loving on someone um, 
just without any strings attached. And I, I think just the opportunity that God's given me to see that has been just truly joy. And I, it's hard to think cancer and joy go in the same sentence, but when you can see it um, living out in such wow. a beautiful way, it's been just powerful and, and joy giving. Wow, that's yeah. powerful. Yeah. How about you, Lizzie? Um, a couple of things. Yesterday, uh, yesterday morning, I was, I was just battling some discouragement. I just felt really discouraged, and I, my uh, mo when I feel that way is just isolate myself. You know, mm-hmm. just oh, woe is me. But I, I called a friend, and I was just straight up like, I need you to encourage me. Cool. <laughs> like, that's like cool. I'm struggling. I'm. Can you just tell me some stuff that's true? And we just talked for like an hour. And she's awesome. And she, you know, like he's no strings attached. She yeah. doesn't need anything from me. Right. And she just like gave me her time and was like, yeah, let's, and we just talked. And and it was so good for me. It was so helpful. Um, so that brought me a lot of joy. And then I love this time of year. It's kind of gross outside right now, but... <laughs> These days where it's just new green leaves yeah. every day, and yes. I, I go on a walk or jog most days, and I just love nature. I love yeah. flowers and trees and birds and all that. So and chickens to hypnotize, <laughs> hypnotize chickens. Yes. Don't let me near your chickens. No. I'll just say that. <laughs> well, I love that. I think for me, one of the great joys has just been seeing faces that I have not yes. seen in a long time. Mm. And every time we're up here on a Sunday um, or for like our women's event that we had recently, I'm like, I remember you. Do you remember me? <laughs> Just seeing lovely, yeah. lovely faces mm. um, yeah. and given a few like really socially distant side hugs and they're <laughs> getting closer and closer as we get um, safer and healthier. But it has brought me so much joy. Yeah. Well, thank you for your time, ladies. Oh, we have had a blast yeah. talking yeah. all about why it matters that we're in a local church. Um, and for those listening, keep tuned here. We'll be having more podcasts for your listening pleasure. <laughs>Thanks for tuning in to this episode. We hope you found it helpful and encouraging. At FaithBridge, we're all about real people, real life, as we pursue our mission of making more and stronger disciples of Jesus Christ. Check out our other podcasts, including our weekly sermons at faithbridge.org slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.